Hello guys, my name is Jay from the MMA Weekly Podcast and today uh, it is Monday, April the 15th. It is a crappy day here, so I hope that this podcast can cheer you up wherever you are because here in Ireland, the weather is absolute crap. So we're coming off the back of UFC 236. Uh, you know, it was a great night of fights, especially the men in common event that really, those fights really stole the show. And uh, I discussed the matchups that I want to see yesterday, but now we're going to build off that. I'm going to answer some uh, viewer topics that you guys want me to talk about. And if you have any questions, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll answer them too. So the first topic, uh, it comes from uh, KPM, and this was one that I was going to talk about anyone, or uh, I was going to talk about anyway. It is uh, the interim champions that uh, were crowned last night versus the official champions, basically. So that's uh, Dustin Poirier, who is now the interim lightweight champion, fighting Habib Nurmagomedov, who is the official lightweight champion, and Israel Ladisani, who is the interim middleweight champion, fighting Robert Whittaker, who is the official middleweight champion. So um, I guess uh, I'll start off with Whitaker versus Adesanya. And this fight, a lot of people are very excited for this fight. I'm very excited for this fight. It's a very good stylistic matchup. Not for either fighter. I think it's a it's kind of a bad matchup for both of them. Um, but for the fans, it'll be, it'll be incredible. The UFC already wants to do that fight in Australia or New Zealand. They, I think they uh, would prefer Australia. And uh, they want to do it sometime in September. They want to get a big, um, a big stadium for it, which I completely understand because no matter how much uh, he gets uh, snubbed over by the UFC, sometimes he gets he gets kind of brushed over in the mix of great champions a lot. Whitaker is a star in Australia and New Zealand, and Adesanya has always had hype behind him, and now that he's the now that he's a champion, that's it's not going to stop it. It's 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 like it's a snowball effect. It's just Adesanya's hype is gonna keep uh, blowing up. You know, the the more people talk about him, the more wins he gets. You know, the higher in the ranks he gets, and now that he has a belt, it's pretty much at the peak. This matchup, it's uh, it's a pretty. I I don't know how to really describe the fight. You know, it, it's a it's an intriguing fight because Adesanya is really one of a kind and. Uh, Whitaker is, in my opinion, probably, yeah, w- Whitaker is my favorite middleweight of all time, and I think the reason for that is not just because of his personality; it's it's his fighting style. I mean, he he never backs down. He's always he's always willing to fight. He's always willing to put up a fight no matter what. I mean, um, Yoel Romero hyperextended his knee in the first round of their fight of their first fight, and then he broke his arm in the second fight, and he still went on to win those two. They were close. The second one being. Uh, the, the the closer of the two, but you know you I don't think that you can really take that away because uh, the man fought with a the man fought with a, a damaged knee and then a broken arm the next time so and this is Yoel Romero as well I mean nobody wants to be in the ring with him Adesanya has had a very explosive rise to the top I mean in just a little over fourteen months he went from being a guy who most people didn't know existed. You know, I I was kind of high on Adesanya at the start. I I was kind of familiar with his kickboxing career, and I thought that he'd be a good addition to to uh, the, the uh, middleweight division. But from like not having a picture on the UFC website to now being the world champion, I mean that 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 was an incredible rise to the top in in just over fourteen months. I mean, um, you know it. 
it is very hard to believe that he got to the top that quick and you know his the hype behind him and his uh he's very well spoken you know a lot of what he says is just corny but um you know he's got he had the UFC behind him and he had the fans behind him and I think that definitely catapulted him into into uh, uh his his world title um you know Whitaker has been faced with a lot of injuries lately um like I mentioned earlier the knee uh, uh, the broken arm and now a hernia and you know it kind of makes you worry how long he can keep doing this because he it's not like he, he injures easily it's just because he's a he's a professional fighter he's a world champion he's bound to take some damage but he, he has sustained a lot of injuries and I've seen people saying that that's the reason Adesanya will win because Wicker is brittle and you know he, he breaks easily but in my opinion I think Wicker takes this one if you really go into it, I mean, Adesanya faced good comp- uh, good competition in kickboxing, but I mean, like, about 15 months ago, he fought Rob Wilkinson, and, like, that's, and now he's the world champion, I mean, like, you know, he, he has some good names under his belt, like Brad Tavares, uh, Derek Brunson, and Anderson Silva, but they're the only ones, they're the only good people that he's really fought. And yes, yes, Kelvin Gastelum as well, who is, who's a big name. But um, I did think that Adesanya's title shot was a little bit premature. You know, I was happy that he got it because I'm a fan of him. But um, I don't think he's ready for someone like Whitaker. I know I I could be wrong here, but um, Adesanya he was able to get tagged by Gastelum, who, in my opinion, isn't as good as Whitaker. I thought the Whitaker would have finished Gastelum if they had fought back at USC two thirty four. So I think Whitaker, I think Adesanya will do well for the first two rounds. Maybe he'll he'll uh, throw some flashy kicks. He'll taunt. He'll do something funny in the ring. You know, everyone will laugh and Whitaker will laugh. But after that, I see Adesanya slowing down a bit because he he did get he got kicked in the head and rocked by five foot nine Calvin Gastelum. And I think Whitaker's like six six foot. Six one maybe, and you know I I just I think Whitaker's all around more dynamic. I think he's more well rounded. You know Whitaker doesn't use it a lot, but he does have a good ground game. You know especially he's got re he's got incredible takedown defense, and I don't think that's going to come into play in the fight. But um yeah, I think he's got a ground game to rely on in this fight, and I think Whitaker he could get it done. I I'm gonna say now. Uh, the fight isn't even confirmed, but um, I'm going to say, yeah, I'll say Whitaker by TKO in maybe the fifth round. I think, yeah, I'm not sure though. You know, I will, we'll, we'll get to see. I don't really make my official predictions until until after the fighters have weighed in, because you know by the way that fighter looks, the way that they're going to perform. So I know they both cut. A good bit of weight to get down to 185 especially Whitaker man how he ever made 170 is a mystery so that's my take on the uh, on the middleweight title unifier so now the lightweight one and I know I'm gonna get beaten up in the comment section but I think Dustin Poirier takes this one and it's not just because I dislike Khabib I think that he genuinely has the skills to take him I mean a lot of people are saying that 
the only reason that Max lost is because he he didn't feel comfortable at one fifty five and he wasn't used to the power of fifty five. And while that is a factor and and it's an advantage that Poirier had, I Poirier does have power. He really he does have big power and uh like for example on the inside the octagon video, uh for Poirier versus Holloway too, Dan Hardy he points out something really fascinating. I found that really very really really intriguing. In his fight against uh, Joe Duffy at UFC one ninety five, Justin Poirier he's he's uh he's trying to back Duffy up to the fence and he has his left hand out. I think he threw a jab and he just kept it in his face. And Poirier is very open, he's very exposed to getting hit and Duffy, who is a very good counter puncher, he was a he was a pro boxer, he went like seven and oh in pro boxing. So the guy knows how to strike. Dustin was leaving himself very open, and Duffy did not hit. I think that was sometime in the second round. Maybe it was uh, late in the first round, but Duffy had already felt his power. He knew how hard Poirier hit, and you know Poirier never threw that right hand there, but you know Duffy was expecting him to, and that obviously says something about the power of Dustin Poirier. And you know Khabib is. I think he's the as of now he's the he's the number three pound for pound in the world, and I'm not going to take that away from him. I mean, he really he he's incredibly talented and he's got a great uh, you know he's got an 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 evolving striking game and just a it's a flawless crown game. But he does leave himself open a bit. I know he's he's uh, improving on his striking and a lot of people bring up the uh, the the Michael Johnson fight, but um. You know, I, I, I'm going to defend Khabib on that one. I think, you know, Johnson's a very accurate striker. And Johnson is a guy that knocked out Dustin Poirier. So MMA math would dictate that um, Khabib uh, wins this one. But I don't know. Dustin's on a tear right now. And I think he's got he's got the skills to beat Khabib. Again, that one's looking to be done in September. And I was wrong yesterday. I said that... Uh, they might do that one in Russia. I was wrong. It might be in uh, Abu Dhabi. That's the one that they were discussing for September. And uh, Dana White actually shot that one down. He was in an interview with uh, Aaron Bronsteeter. And, uh, you know, he was asking about, uh, you know, the worker at Sandy fight and how it's going to be in September. And uh, he asked if that was going to be on the Abu Dhabi card. And Dana White didn't even know that people were talking about Abu Dhabi for September, and I mean everybody knows that Data White lies about things until they're officially announced. But um, who knows? It might not be in Abu Dhabi. It could be in Louisiana. It could be in Russia. You know, you 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 really don't know. So my early prediction for that fight, I'm gonna say Dustin Poirier, but probably knockout in the second round. Uh, I don't th- I don't see him doing it in the first. And um, if it goes past the second round, I think Khabib dominates. Uh, you know, in typical Khabib fashion, because Poirier, he did slow down, and Max was able to hit him with some good shots in uh, in that fight, but I uh, I think right now uh, I'm going to give the edge to Poirier. Uh, the next topic comes from JJC, who uh, runs the Prediction League on MMM, you know, make sure to join that, because it is very fun, and right now I believe I'm sitting at number three, so um, please... Go and join that on MMA Mino. But the topic at hand is Holloway's future at lightweight. And that's 
kind of a tricky topic to talk about, but I, I mentioned it yesterday. I think that Holloway needs to go back down to 45. I think that what we were shown was that not only, uh, you know, again, I'm kind of going back on my last point about Dustin Poirier, but part of the reason that Holloway lost, in my opinion, was because he wasn't used to fighting in 55. I mean, he did win, uh, like, a regional title at lightweight uh, back in his, in it, it, like, early on in his career. But other than that, he's never really done anything at lightweight. And to throw him in against a top guy like Dustin Poirier definitely didn't help. I mean, he, he had some great moments throughout the fight. He tagged him. He was able to stuff the majority of the takedowns. And I think he showed that, with a bit more experience, he could hang around a lightweight. But, you know, lightweight is lightweight is always known as the deepest division in the UFC. And it, there's always new contenders at a lightweight. And it's just, it's really tough to, to, to make it at lightweight. And obviously Holloway has the benefit of being the featherweight champion and be, being able to go up to lightweight and being able to call his shot for the belt and things like that. But... With that loss, I think that that kind of breaks his power down a little bit, and I think he has to he has to go back down to forty five for a while. He needs to defend the belt, try to build up his legacy, you know, try to try to become the the, the goal at featherweight, which is something else that I'll, uh, I'll I'll bring up later. But um, for now, I don't see him staying at fifty five. He never said that it was a permanent thing. I think it was a one off stint. I think that if he won that fight. He might have stayed a lightweight for a while. He could have, uh, you know, taken the fight with Khabib and fought Connor and Cowboy and I Quinta and uh, Tony Ferguson, which is everybody's dream matchup for Holloway. That is, if if Holloway does decide to stay at one fifty five and either he drops the forty five pound belt or he hangs on to it for a bit and they do an interim title, I think the fight I want to see him take next. It's kind of it's a, it's a weird one, but I want to see him fight McGregor. I uh, I know it that, that's it's kind of a, a weird one, but um I want to see him fight McGregor. I mean, their rivalry has kind of been simmering up lately, and you know I don't want McGregor to get a high quality opponent. I want him to fight someone a bit below the standard that he's used to, and yeah, I know people are going to get mad at me for that because you know he was lined up to fight Cowboy, and I was all about that fight, but. Um, you know, he's just, he's been fighting very top quality guys lately. I mean, I think he needs to take it down a notch, but I want to see Holloway fight McGregor again. I want to see now that, you know, if he settles in, puts on some muscle at 55, uh, you know, I think he can bring the fight to McGregor. I think he would probably beat McGregor. It's also a chance for McGregor to try and get back out there to try and, uh, to get a win. You know, McGregor's like semi-retired right now, so that fight might not happen. So, the other one, if not that, um, probably the winner via Quinta versus Cowboy. Uh, you know, Max versus Cowboy, it, that's a uh, it's, that's a very good fight. And um, Max versus I Quinta would also be a good one. I'd probably give the edge to Max on that one. But, um, you know, I, well, whatever Max thinks is right, it's right for him, you know, Max knows, Max knows best for him. So, another thing that I want to bring up, and I posted a poll on uh, MMA Amino for this one, it is, where does blank stand among 
the goats, either in that division or just of all time. So, uh, the first one I put up was where does Dustin Poirier rank among the one fifty five pound goats, and um, the results of the poll, the majority so far, uh, actually it was a fifty percent of people voted uh, for for him to be within the sixth and ten. Uh, so people, uh, the the majority of people on MMM, you know, think that he should be ranked between six and ten of the all time lightweights. And in my opinion, I think that's a little. I don't know. I'd probably put him at number ten. Maybe I don't know. Uh, the the other one uh, behind that was uh, between number two and number five, with thirty four point six percent, eleven to fifteen at eleven point five percent, and. A sole vote from JJC on not within the top 15 at 3.8. So nobody voted him as the GOAT, which nobody should have anyway. Because I don't think he's even close to that status yet. I would have put him around number 10, number 11. Because, um, like JJC said, there are so many great lightweights who have done it uh, so far. Like guys like Shinya uh, Aoki, uh, Frankie Edgar, BJ Penn. Uh, Benson Henderson is a great one. Benson Henderson's very underrated uh, for his legacy at, at, at lightweight. So, um, you know, I think, I mean, like a lot of MMA fans, their their memory only lasts about one event. And I, I, I think I, I saw that on Twitter. Like, to a lot of people now, um, Adesanya is the, the, the best middleweight in the world and Pori is the lightweight GOAT. Because, you know, pe- people do make kind of, uh, uh, they make statements like that after they see a good performance from the fighter. And, you know, the next fight when somebody better comes along, all of a sudden that person has suddenly been surpassed. And, you know, you, re- you some MMA fans, especially casuals and, you know, people who don't frequently follow it, once they see one good fighter and then that fighter get a belt, they're the best. And... Um, I don't think so. I think Poirier, he has the potential to crack into that that two to five spot. You know, if he beats Khabib and defends a couple of times, I think you know maybe he he could build up a legacy for himself. But there are definitely some really good historically, just brilliant lightweights out there. The next one I posted was where does Max Holloway rank among the one hundred and forty five pound goats? And at 69% of the votes, he was ranked between 2 to 5. And uh, behind that, uh, he was ranked as the GOAT at 20.7. And uh, then with 10.3%, 6 to 10. And this is a very tricky one, in my opinion, because... Not even in my opinion, it's a very tricky one. Because um, Max Holloway... He's only defended his title twice. He has three or uh, four title wins at uh, featherweight. Sorry, but the thing is, Jose Aldo had something like seven title defenses. I'm gonna double check that uh, before I put it out and mention it again at the end. But you know, he he bet so so many good fighters in his day, and. You know, even just his run in the WEC was historic. It was it was savage. He had no mercy for his opponents. He was he was unstoppable until McGregor came along, essentially. Uh, and 
you know, there's the argument out there that Max beat him twice, so Max is, is the better fighter, and you're right, Max is the better fighter, but he's not a greater fighter. You know, I, I know that, that can be kind of hard for some people to understand, but Aldo has a legacy that is just, it's better than Holloway's, and uh, like I uh, I said to somebody in the comment section there, if Holloway goes down to 45 and spends the next four to five years beating good quality guys and building up a legacy and surpasses Aldo's record, I could see him becoming the greatest in people's eyes. But right now, I think he's at number two. I know, it's a, it's a tough one. Just make uh, Actually, make sure to, to vote on that poll yourself. There's still uh, three days on that one, so... Um, Vote on that poll and comment down why uh, you think Max slots in at that spot. And now the most controversial one of all, where does GSP, George Rush St. Pierre, rank among the pound for pound goats? And before I even read them out, I'm going to I'm gonna just talk about my opinion. In, for my eyes, GSP is the goat. He's the greatest fighter to have ever walked the UFC. I think that there is n- there's been nobody better than him, and I don't think there are, there will be anyone better than him. I just that's that's my opinion, and please let me know about this one because who being the go is definitely something that gets thrown around. Like I'm gonna I'm gonna go off on a bit of a tangent here. Don't worry, but I'll I'll circle back. Um, the term go gets thrown around a lot. It, the greatest of all time, and. Like when, uh, when GSP retired, for instance, people started calling him the goat again. And then when Anderson Silva fought um, Israel Adesanya, people started calling him the goat. You know, uh, uh, people are very loose with that term, and it's 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 definitely it's it's a tough one because. You know, there's a lot of people saying there that GSP was on roids in his day, and I mean, I don't think so. I think GSP is too. I don't know. I think GSP he's too humble. He's too honourable for that. I mean, I we we don't know this stuff, and if it comes out that GSP was on roids, that does taint his legacy. It does, absolutely, taint his legacy and kind of strips away all the wins. And I won't call him the goat anymore. If he if he pops roids, but to me he is the greatest. So uh, the poll results now: fifty five point nine percent of people had vote have voted him the greatest of all time, which you know I I agree with that definitely. And just for everything that he's done, you know he won both the belts. Just uh, that's if you want me to do an entire segment on George's on uh, George Saint Pierre's legacy. And stuff like that. Please leave it down in the MMA, uh, the MMA Weekly chat room on MMA Mino, or just comment below on this one, and I will get to that. So, uh, with thirty-eight point two percent, uh, people uh, ranked him between two and five, which can understand. Uh, you know, I I get that one, and uh, then there's two tied with only a single vote uh, for both of them, two point nine percent for six. Between six and ten, and two point nine for eleven to fifteen, and six and ten is a bit of a stretch. I think you know, considering everything the GSP's done, and eleven to fifteen is just ridiculous. Uh, nobody's voted 
and not in the top 15 because that would be that would be blast for me. <laughs> Um, you know, considering that I rate him the greatest of all time, someone saying that he's not even in the top 15, that would drive me insane. So, uh, actually, here's a, a thing now. Go comment in uh, the comment section, obviously, about who you think the greatest lightweight, featherweight, and then the greatest of all time is. Because I want to hear uh, your opinions, and I'll read them out in the next episode. So, you can get a little bit of exposure, and plus, I want to know, I want to know your opinion, mostly. That's... I want to know what you guys are thinking because it it kind of adds a new dynamic because this is just some Irish kid's opinion who's sitting in his bedroom on his phone with a crappy pair of earphones uh, recording uh, an MMA podcast. So I'm I'm a single opinion. I want to hear all yours. So please leave leave them down in the comments. Uh, another thing that kind of goes back to UFC two thirty six. And I wanted to mention it briefly because I think it's it just shows how good of a guy Max Holloway is. And and Dustin Poirier. Um Dustin Poirier, he runs a website called uh thegoodfight.com. It's a it's a charity organization to help um underprivileged kids, people who don't have uh kids that can't afford an education, kids that have been arrested, stuff like that and um the main source of it is Pore. He sells off his fight gear after every fight, and then donates the money. And um, now that he's the world champion, that's that's uh, going to be going for uh, a lot more, obviously. And uh, then Max Holloway, who uh, the featherweight champion, and honestly one of the one of the most gracious losers I've seen. He gave Dustin Pore his fight gear, his his championship fight gear, to. Uh, sell that as well, and it just shows how how great both of them are. And that I think this is what MMA really should be. I think it's it's it just shows how mu- how much respect they both have for each other, and just how great of humans they're. I'm I, I'm not crying. You're crying. Shut up. So I'm gonna pull up Twitter here on my laptop, and I'm gonna read out some of. The uh, some of the things that are going around on Twitter, I'll discuss them here. Make sure to give me your opinions in the comments. Uh, here's one from the Twitter user uh, Rumble. Uh, that's not Anthony Rumble Johnson, just uh, the name. Uh, and the question is, what's more annoying than uh, MMA fans calling everybody overrated after they lose a fight? Um, nothing. And that 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 that's what he said as well. I, I that is very annoying because. I know, I've seen a lot of people say that about Max Holloway. I mean, how can you call Max Holloway overrated? The man was on a 13-fight win streak, willingly moved up to lightweight to try and get a second belt, and then lost a close decision. You know, it was a it was a clear cut one for uh, Poirier, but it was a dominant one. <laughs> it was it was a close one. Sorry. And then people saying the Gaslam's overrated. I mean, I'm not the biggest fan of Gaslam, but the guy has talent. I mean, he really put, he, he brought the fight to Adesanya, and Adesanya, he came back in that fifth round and, and done it. I mean, like, Gaslam was five foot nine, and he rocked the six foot four world kickboxing champion Adesanya with a head kick. I mean, if you, if you call that underrated, you're smoking wood chips. Uh, this one, uh, comes from hashtag UFC, hashtag MMA, uh, 
from at uh, Keys Real Talk. Uh, after a further exam, I'm assuming that's examination. Fights I did, uh, fights I want to see Max in at 145. Number one, Volkanovski. Number two, Ennis. Number three, Zabit. Number four, Rodriguez. And um, I guess I mean I want to see him fight Volkanovski. Emmett, that's a bit of a strange one. I like I'm a fan of Emmett, uh, especially after he knocked out Lamas. Man, that was that was an incredible knockout and. It was brutal when he lost Stevens, but I'm glad he knocked out Michael Johnson because I despise Michael Johnson. I think that would be a pretty one-sided fight for Holloway. But, you know, then again, the Emmett has, he has puncher's chance, and I think that's the reason, you know, he's made it to, to where he is now. And again, Zabit, I, I was meant to say that a long time ago, why Zabit is overrated. And I, I know I'm... I kind of contradicted myself now because I just said uh, people who ca- uh, people who call other fighters overrated after a loss, um, they're the most annoying thing in the world. But you know, Zabit's coming off lots and lots of wins, so don't think I'm that annoying. And uh, Rodriguez, eh, maybe I I still think Max wins. I think Max beats all of those people pretty comfortably, but um, I'd say. Volkanovski, maybe Zabit could give him the best challenge there. So, um, yeah, that, that's 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 a pretty good list. For, some very unusual ones there, especially Emma, especially Emmett. So I'm gonna finish off this episode. I'm gonna finish it off a bit shorter than I did yesterday. I'm gonna end it with a Keon uh, Kamora question, and this guy he runs a terrific podcast. You should go and check it out, and just a absolutely terrific, um. Twitter page, so I'm gonna take one. Uh, gonna take one of his questions now. I might take two. Try to you know dr- <laughs> try to uh, uh, drag out the episode a bit, but um, the question is: uh, Remember when Anthony Johnson decided to wrestle with Daniel Cormier in the second fight with each other? Uh, the move seemed totally bizarre to me, as Cormier is one of the best wrestlers in MMA. Name a time when you thought a fighter made a poor decision during a fight. Um. That's one that I'd actually go with because, I mean, Rumble, Rumble, he was one of my favorite fighters, and all there's a lot of allegations going around him now. So, um, a lot of people are kind of getting off that 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 Rumble train. But um, yeah, you know, I love Rumble when when he was when he was active and before he retired. So I was rooting for him in that fight. I thought he was going to knock out Cormier, and he came close to in the first round. I mean, he he broke Cormier's nose with a with a head kick. So, um, yeah, I found it just entirely bizarre when he took him down. I thought it was probably one of the stupidest moves I've ever seen anybody take. And I know a lot of people said that he was just looking for the way out because he knew that he was going to retire after the fight. So, which, you know, you could kind of understand, but I don't think Rumble's that way. Rumble, Rumble, he, he, he likes the fight. The other one I can think of and it circles back to UFC 236 when Gastelum he rocked Adesanya with a head kick which was totally insane and I was thought I thought that might have been the end Adesanya was stumbling against the cage he didn't know where he was and Gastelum shot him for a takedown I mean that's why like why would you do that that's it's an idiot move and then probably the biggest mistake of and bizarre poor decision I've ever seen anyone taking a fight. 
Andrea Sukumtas. I'm sorry. Sean O'Malley broke his leg on your head. He's barely able to stand on it, and you shoot for a takedown. And uh, sorry, let me let me rephrase that. You shoot for takedowns. I mean, what kind of an idiot do you have to be to do that? I mean, the man's barely able to stand. Just kick him in the leg, and you win. A uh, special mention to Cody Garbrandt. Uh, to Cody Garbrandt getting knocked out uh, three times in a row with the exact same punch. Uh, that 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 was a pretty poor decision. You know, going into a emotional mode. Uh, the next one is near and dear to my heart because it's about Dominic Cruz. Uh, with his, everything that has happened in uh, which has happened in Bantamweight recently, uh, do you think Dominic Cruz has a good chance to become champion again? As much as I want to say yes because he's my favorite fighter of all time, it's his chances are bleak because he 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 is fragile. Dominic Cruz. He has, you know, he's got the wisdom of a 90-year-old man, but unfortunately he also has the bone density of a 90-year-old man. I mean, Cruz takes his dogs out for a walk and sprains his ankle and breaks his arm. So you really can't trust him, um, you know, for showing up to fights. But, um, yeah, I mean, he's beaten a lot of the guys at Bantamweight, so, you know, I'd love to see him get the belt. Again, because he's my all-time favorite fighter, and considering everything that he's gone through, um, yeah, definitely, I I, I want to see him get it. But I mean, if he gets healthy, then definitely. But if not, I think he's sitting on the sidelines for the rest of his career. So uh, that was it, guys. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, who knows? I might make another episode tomorrow. I might fire him out the the entire uh, the entire week. So if you want me to post an episode uh every day uh please leave it down in the comments i'll I'll try my best to get to it so until next time guys make sure to like this episode uh answer all the questions that i asked you down in the comments leave me some feedback and until next time peace